Yes, hello and welcome along live here for the first time on the Left Wing Back podcast. We are, of course, looking back on the 2020 Carroll Senior Football Championship final, which was won by Airog over at Philly by uh, 15 points to nine on Sunday. Delighted to welcome along Tarlock O'Brien for our first uh, pilot initiative here. We're, we're going live and we're going rogue, of course, as well. And uh, Tarlock was joking there. Air Rogue and uh, our sponsors will love that. Who are of course Rogue Vintage. Uh, the show is brought to you in association with them, a fantastic small local business based here in Carlow, specialising in the finest vintage clothing to suit everyone. And for more, you can of course check out their website. It is uh, rogue-vintage.com. Torlock, great to have you on um, once again. We got a great little hop to uh, last week's episode. Um, I was going to cut this little clip, but uh, wouldn't we want to blow me on trumpet? I did say arrow by five or six points, so I'm quite happy with that one. <laughs> yeah, fair play to you. Fair play to you. It was, it was, uh, it was tight enough, really. Um, you know, it was only three points in it. I think with 26 minutes gone in the second half, and arrow pulled away in the end with three dead points, uh, to a bigger gap. Um, but Dairog were always in control. I think uh, it's very composed performance in Dairog, uh, very professional, uh, never panicked, uh, you know, comfort on the ball, um, protect possession very well, and bided their time and, and took their scores when the opportunities came. That was kind of the difference between the two teams, you know? Yeah, so obviously plenty of talking points. Um, in that first quarter, like, you know, Dairog actually started so well. Um, I'm going to get one of these clips actually ready here, just uh, just while we're just on the topic over here. It was Jordan Morrissey's score, so uh, we'll go. We're going to share one now in just one moment. I'm just uh, loading up here, as the fella said, and here we go. Auto add screen. Here we go. One moment. This is the joys of going live, of course. Now here we are. So this is literally from uh, the trial, which we'll we'll add to the the stream here now. Right, so. I'll just go back to the, the very start, actually, is the handiest thing to do here. So in, in she goes. And Aero, I think this is a real signal of intent, actually, if I'm honest about it. So Jordan, you know, ships a hit there from Connor Dial, tears through. And this is beautiful. Like, I'm so delighted we actually have this angle. And we have a number of clips, actually, from this angle, which we'll show a little bit later on in the well, program, Turlough. That's uh, yeah, kindly by, by great, Casey Tobin. Great opening game uh, for any team. And... The thing is, they did that again at the start of the second half. Mm-hmm. Exact same thing. And the ball is brought forward and to the point after 15 seconds as well. So I'd say there two pre-planned moves. Uh, worked very well. Set them to the game very quickly. Um, it's kind of start that probably Rathfiddy probably would have craved. Uh, would, have, would have settled down the game a bit more. But they'd come back in very quickly and, and they went ahead, of course. Yeah, they did indeed. Um, like, and they did so in style, I think, as well. Because we will show these clips now in a few moments' time. But... Like one of the standout, there's a couple of standout things for me, but Brendan Murphy's points were were absolutely ridiculous. We have a, a little segment which we'll show there later on. Four points from play from midfield in the county final. Three of them in particular were just out of this world. The other one, um, not many lads would tip it over either, actually, in fact. But uh, I think he gave a, a virtuoso performance, nearly as good a performance as I've seen in a in a county final. He was brilliant, like. Yeah, look, the, the, the points he scored were, were absolutely a joy to watch. Uh, from either side, you could admire what he did there. You know, I mean, they were, they were from well out the field, like, and you knew from the moment the ball left his foot, they were going over the bar, like. So that type of score really is a real confidence booster for a team. And it gave Ratfilly a good lift there, you know. They, they ran it, raced to a 3 3 1 lead and uh, looked look good, you know. But uh, Brendan has been a fantastic servant for Club and County for so long, you know, and he's capable of doing it at any level. and 
Uh, he probably, you know, probably too reliant on him on, on, on Sunday last. You know, he had to do too much, really. And um, they needed him midfield winning ball. They needed him carrying ball in. And they could have done him at full forward as well, you know. Um, they could claw him uh, to be winning all Ireland's. But, uh, uh, you know, you only have one. And uh, he really, really gave, you know, a, a great performance for Rat Philly. And, and suddenly you couldn't, you couldn't fault his, his contribution. And I'd say he probably played the game. You know, he picked up an injury there in the league semi-final and I don't think he was 100% right uh, coming into this game. Um, he was strapped the last day, I think, in the championship semi-final and uh, I still think he's kind of minded himself a little bit, uh, but uh, a great performance and uh, I'm sure he's disappointed, you know, to be on the losing end after scoring points from, like that from midfield, four points from midfield. And the good thing for all everybody involved is in six weeks the championship starts again, you know, and they can go at it again. Definitely. So, like, I think in in that in that context, then. So, before we do skip on and, and go through the synopsis of the game, we have all those video highlights to show. Like, we spoke about matchups and everything beforehand. We spoke about how settled Rafili were and how uh, balanced they were as a side. But one of those things changed from the get go. So, last week we saw Josh Moore centre back. Now he didn't play a centre back the other day. Um, what do you think was the thinking behind that and, and why why change that kind of formula that works so well in the semi-final? Well, look, I suppose, uh, you know, you try to treat every game on its merits, you know, and every team management will will look at a game and, and they will look at the opposition and decide how they're going to best set up for themselves. Um, because you play centre-back one, it doesn't mean you're going to play centre-back the next day. And you need players who are versatile. Josh is a versatile player. Uh, they probably put it back in there because they saw the threat near up from forward line. Um, so again, it's you know it's probably a little bit like you know you know plugging gaps really in, in some ways. You know that they need they need him to move back and uh, they need Brendan as I said midfield and they could do it foot forward. Like you know there there's a little bit of unbalance there in, in in the team like but that was probably the reason for it. You know, um, look, it's it's a it's it's a quandary when you play against the row because each of the forwards is capable of scoring. Um, you know, you've looked at spread the scores between the Aero forwards and Rathfilly forwards, like there was a great spread in Aero, but Rathfilly were dependent on on Brendan to get scores and play from, you know. Um, add, to that, add to that then, they had a very bad day on freeze as well, you know, so their scores were limited and uh, that's ultimately what, what, what uh, you know, prevented them, you know, being closer at the end. Yeah, so um, let's, let's have a little look at this here, right, and we'll see what the what the story is with the regards to the highlights, which again, uh, Par TV were were kind enough to they actually put out there straight away this time. Um, in fairness, and uh, some some great scores in it, it must be said. Let's uh, let's just go back now and add it here to the stream, and there we go. Yeah, so look, we we haven't got the full screen resolution on it, but that's that's a fantastic point. That's one of our yeah best scores you see. If, if you look at that, like, and you look at the number of bodies here over back, you know, they had the scoring zone uh, well covered but when you have someone that can kick a ball with a bar from outside the 45 from play uh you know you can have all the cover you want but when you have that quality um it's very hard to you know to mark against that you know and so this is one of the turnovers which again we have a clip in isolation you you would like with this on dara dara was involved but this actually leads to a score yeah yeah well look this is key this is a key factor in the game they're all turned actually over 18 times in this game 18 times and Ratfilly had five unforced turnovers as well so that's 23 turnovers in the game that's huge in the county final to turn the ball over like that uh, and that was because 
from my perspective anyway, um, Benny Cavanagh swooping for Airog. So mm-hmm. that's very, very difficult for the inside forwards or to get their hands in the ball. Uh, once the other backs were touched tight, uh, it really made it very difficult for like, young Kevin Murphy in his, in his county final uh, debut to, to uh, get, get onto the ball. You know, Jordan Morris did a fantastic job, on, or Jordan Larry did a fantastic job on him. You know, but there, there was some exceptional defending by Aerobe in this game. Their tackling was it was top class. Uh, they tackled without fouling uh, in most most cases. Turned turned Ratfilly over and went down the field and got scores to the far end. And the sad thing about that, really, from the Ratfilly perspective, is that they were so good on private possession and kickouts. They won a kickout on 24, 24 kickouts to ten in my on my count anyway. Uh, Robbie Malai gives them a great platform on kickouts. Uh, they also put the arrow kick under a lot of pressure and won a lot of arrow kickouts. But having won all that possession, worked hard to get it, then they give the ball away. You know, they hadn't the patience or composure that the arrow glance at the far end of the field, they held possession, recycled it, recycled it, recycled it, and waited for the opening. And the openings always do come, but it's a question of just being patient. And that, I suppose, is experience. There's a lot of experience in the arrow team. The Ratfilly team, I suppose, a lot of uh, young lads coming through, and um, they're up against the, you know, a well-seasoned Aero team at this stage that are, are used to winning and, and, and know how they're going to set up. Uh, they're very difficult to break down. Yeah, so let, let's have a look at the the whole kick-out side of things because that's always a, a very interesting thing to look at. Now, I have to put a little caveat with this one. Although Ratfilly do win this kick-out, uh, the, the ball does get turned over due to some very good tackling, I think it was from Reese and Eve in the end. But can you just talk me through what the setup is here at the moment? So we're looking around and we can see one, two, three, four, five Raffili guys, in, well, six, seven, probably inside the 65. I'm not quite sure. Can we get another look to see what's happening a little bit further out? But uh, there's, there's a big contrast in what we're about to see in comparison to Robbie Moore's, which we'll show in a couple of moments' time. So this looks kind of very well disguised. And you see Brendan Murphy coming into picture here now in a moment. And this is a nice little dummy run as well from, from Connor Doyle to create a bit of an opening here on the left-hand side. I think it's going to Brendan himself. And then all of a sudden, well, a little chip out to Josh Moore. Yeah, look, so, this, this is a classic. This is a classic kick-out. So this is the get-out jail kick-out for most inter-county teams. You know, you're looking at going right for the goalkeeper. If you could just put it back on the screen there, uh, Kevin, just just yeah. a free shot of it. Yeah, just give us one moment there now again. We'll grab her. Just takes a second or two to load once you, okay. once you have her. You lose it. Now, there we go again. Okay. So, uh, you see, Robbie is a, Robbie's right for the player. Yeah. And, uh, he can disguise that kick out because he only has to step back one, one step and he can hit his man on the left-hand sideline. Okay. Whereas if that player was on the far sideline, Robbie would have to change his body angle and run at it to get the ball to him. And so, he can identify it very quickly. But this one here is, if they get out of chain, if there's nothing else on, the ball goes to the the cornerback basically. So it's literally a last minute change of mind. It's, it's not it's, delivered from the moment he steps it, up to... It's, it's the option. It's the option that they have if there's nothing on further up the field. Keep possession and, and run the ball from there. And he's very, very good at this. He did it with the county team for a number of years. Uh, and the Ratfield lads were very familiar with it, obviously. They, they worked it very well. Josh obviously is, is in with the county as well. So they're very familiar with it, you know. But also you saw the option that I had here with Brendan. Uh, the space in front of Brendan, and this was one they used quite as well. They created a hole there, and Brendan was able to just get up, uh, you know, win the ball, and surprised that he got it so easily at times, you know. Are you rogue anticipating that that's going to Brendan, actually? Because it looks like they're set to kind of turn and attack the break off him. Yeah. Just for a moment. 
I'd be... And then they kind of, yeah. like, oh. And now, in fairness, I probably shouldn't have cut this as short. The two lads are in like a shot, and there's a turnover because of it. It's Adam Murphy, I think, and, uh, yeah. and Reese Neve. The one thing I want to ask you here, just on this clip, it's a pity we don't see where Josh Moore's starting point is from that kickout. Is he literally touching that sideline? He would, yeah. he would be. He would be. Yeah. He's basically trying to lull the forwards to thinking that he's out of the picture, that okay. he's not going to be an option, that the goal is not going to get the ball to him. But the goal usually does get the ball to him. That's that's a fantastic thing about a good goalkeeper with a good kick out. Robbie is Robbie is a, he has a really good kick out, and mm -hmm. as well as Robbie Moore is a very good short kick out too. Sometimes it can go wrong, and when it goes wrong, then it looks really bad, you know, and it, and and everybody comes back down on top of the goalkeeper. But uh, that happens because the goalkeeper doesn't have many options, maybe further out the field. But you asked me uh, where Aero well set up for that kick out there, and and you said to turn it over, and and uh, and. and if there's one area for improvement for Airog, looking at this, and uh, looking at a few other games recently, is that they're not really set up well on opposition kickouts or on their own kickouts. Okay. Uh, it seems to be a little bit nearly made up on the day. Uh, it's not a full press. It's not done very well. And opposition are getting, getting the kickout away all the time. Uh, Mount Leicester Rangers got away ferocious when the kickouts against their all as well in the semi-final recall a lot of ball was kicked to German board who was in midfield ball was popping space and he just ran in and picked it up so Aero we've got to work on that if they want to progress beyond Carlo they're going to come against uh, tactically more aware teams and they can't afford to be slack around kickouts and set pieces they really got to do a bit more work on it I would say I don't know what work they've done on it but the evidence from the statistics is that they've been turned over quite a bit under kickouts mm. Okay, so just with the one last thing on, on Josh Morder, is there any chance that the two guys can see that deliberately so they get the two of them over the press? Is that unlikely? Uh, no, that's quite possible. That's quite possible. That's another reply that some teams use that they would try and uh, pin in the corner back. Uh, it would give a false sense of space and uh, try isolate him and turn him over. That, that does happen, uh, but I'm not sure if that was the case. Um, yeah. You know, I think it just... And, was uh, just that that um, has all the hallmarks of going to John Murphy during your time as Carlo manager. Like yeah. a lot of time, John would have been obviously sweeper, but hugged that um, sideline on the left hand side. So yeah. it looks kind of out of that textbook a little bit. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Right. So let's have a look then in comparison at uh, a couple of Robbie Moore's ones. And again, uh, it's not a witch hunt thing or whatever. And after this one, I think he went short and actually found could have been Darrell Bryan actually. Um, so let's roll on here. Right, so actually I'd like to kind of just stop it for a moment. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight inside the, the 65. And I think on this particular one, yeah, it goes along to Jordan out the middle. But now this doesn't work out because Tony Bulger gets possession. And a couple of those yeah. were very similar. And there was sometimes seven or eight air rogue lads inside the 45. Slightly, just roll it back a little bit. Okay. No, go back, go back out more. Bring it back out. Go forward. Go forward. Right. Okay. I'm going to freeze it around. Uh, just go up another bit, another bit. And just freeze it. Just say, stop it there now for a second. Okay. Okay, so the target here is Jordan Morrissey. If you look at the space around Jordan Morrissey, if Jordan can get his hand on the ball and flick it forward, the arrow forward, and it could be there, I think, on the opposite side, understand there. Okay. Not that in a flash. The whole, the whole opposition uh, half the field is open now. And right. it's, a, it's a ball that takes out, you know, eight or nine Ratfilly players if it works. Right. It's a kind of precision enough kick out because it just it just went the wrong side of, of Jordan. It favoured Tony Bulger, as I said, that time. It's a good option on a kick out, 
you know, where you, you, you want to try maybe catch a position, you know, by surprise and mm-hmm. maybe create a, a 2v1, an overlap situation. If you're Jordan Morrissey and Dara Bryan running through at full speed, 2v1, chances are it's going to be a gold situation. So I wouldn't fault Robbie Moore for that. Don't forget, too, on Sunday, there was a very strong breeze on Sunday. It was very difficult for kickers on long mm-hmm. breaks. And that was a factor, I think, for Dara Murphy, uh, who was kicking the freeze for Atfield. He was kicking a lot of very long freeze from outside of 65, uh, hoping for scores. And it's a, it's a, it's a difficult kick on a, on, a, on a calm day. And I don't know what that pit side, but certainly it was a strong breeze that day. And it does play havoc with the ball in the air, you know. So, uh, no, that, that, was, that, wasn't a, that was a decent enough effort, you know. It just didn't come off. Yeah, and I actually found out with a lot of them when I was looking up back at the match that the intention is actually quite good. So I don't know if there's a case where it's without a plan, but sometimes I think the execution is just maybe not where it should be. Um and that's not always Robbie's fault either, actually. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's it, this is down to this is a team situation. Like players have to make themselves available. They have to know what's happening. Sometimes there's poor communication between uh, defenders and players, and uh, there's uncertainty. There's no clarity. Uh, so that's something that has to be worked on. Um, it can happen. Look, county final days, lads are nervous too, and they're hyped and all the rest of it, and they can they can deviate from from what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, so I don't know what happened, uh, but certainly for years Robbie's been excellent on on short kickouts in particular. Uh, he's very good at finding a man, you know. So um, mm-hmm. on on this particular Sunday, uh, though, Ratfilly I think did very very well in both sets of kickouts. Yeah, and Tony Bulger did his his homework there as well. Like you know, he was getting on a lot of those kickouts in fairness, either cleanly or getting a break on it. But as you say, it really is risk reward because Ratfilly chose to to press there. Um, if they don't, they cock up the kick out and then they're all coming at them in a wave. So, yeah. like, do they still, or did they do the right thing in that regard over the duration of the 60? Uh, well, typically, I would say they did, yeah, because they won more kick outs than, than, than they lost, I'd say, you know. Yeah. Uh, typically, too, you're not going to have Brendan Murphy midfield probably contesting that ball, uh, you know, so the likelihoods are going to win the ball. Uh, so, um, no, I think Rathfield were cute enough in the kick outs and did very, very well. Their, their strategy was good. Uh, unfortunately, as I say, when they had possession from the kick out, then uh, to turn over the ball, so uh, hence uh, they put themselves under pressure. And uh, no better team to counterattack than Airog. Uh, it's manna from heaven to Airog, and and they're very good at running the ball through their hands. Uh, they're you know they're very cute as well, very very intelligent. Gannon in particular is really good at this. Um, you know he's cute. Uh, he sh- he protects the ball well, and uh, he brings lads into the game. You know, um, so. Um, you know, it, it's 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 uh, hard to be too critical on players in these situations. Um, you know, as I say, it's coming final day. Lads are nervous and things don't always go to plan. Uh, especially as I say, that strong wind that that especially in the first half, I think it died down the second half. Yeah, definitely. So, like at the water break, then it's four points to three to Rafilly, and they're obviously reasonably happy at that stage. And then half time at six four, all of a sudden. So, where where did Erog establish that bit of dominance in that second quarter? Because from there. They pushed on into the second half again. You know what I mean? They they did as the game went on. Well, like it was four three. You said then at the at the first water break. But Aero um, worked himself back into the game. We're actually got three one ahead. Then Aero got the next two points. Um, so they were they were back in the game. But a key thing here then though was the misses from the freeze. The three freeze missed here in that period. So you know it, it potentially could have been seven seven six for Atvili at half time. Now. To be fair to Darren Murphy, as I say to you, you know, these were probably, you know, uh, 
you know, low percentage freeze, really. They're so far out. Uh, he's very good at them, but the conditions in the day mightn't have helped him with, the, with that wind. Uh, you might say it was behind him, but, you know, it's 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 difficult. When the ball goes up in the air, it's beginning to, to move around a bit. So uh, the misses, obviously, they were the scoring, they were in an attack position. They didn't get any out of it. Uh, and they were all going down the field and counter and get another score. So they were all then, you know, at six, six, four and a half time. But the biggest the biggest problem for Ratfield, of course, is that they didn't score from that first quarter until, to, into, I think, about 25 minutes later for, for a play, you know. So that was a huge problem for them. The long, long period there where they didn't get a score. That, that very little penetration. Uh, to me, to me, looking at it, you know, Ratfilly uh, withdrew Brian Smith back as a sweeper. Erog had Benny then as a sweeper at the other end. The uh, question is, would Ratfilly have been better off to play orthodox against Erog, not allow Benny sweep on his own because he is the best sweeper. He's, he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant reader of the game. Uh, and allied to that, it meant that the other Erog backs then were all touch tight. Uh, and they gave no 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 inches to to the guys at all. So to turn them over a huge amount of times, a huge amount of times, it was very very impressive from Aero. I mean, you had Jordan Nowry, you had uh, Mark Fury, you had uh, Benny, uh, Owen Root. All these guys had a lot of turnovers uh, for Aero. Um and of course that lifts a team and really lifts a team. You know, and when it happens time after time, uh, it's certainly you grow in confidence. And there's question marks in the opposition then. We can't get any change of these aero backs, uh, you know. Uh, you know, Brendan and probably Connor were the only two really, really providing that kind of a challenge to aero. Yeah. You know. So let's have a look at an example of this. And Mark Fury got man of the match. He's he's involved here heavily. That's a good hit by Dara. Um, Owen Root pressing along with him. Uh, Rafili, in fairness, tried to recycle and go back around. But again, Aerog are just so tigerish here. Look at lovely hand in there from Fury. Like, hand in, yeah, yeah. Goes yeah. down over it and Aerog are on the attack again. Actually, we'll let this roll on because it's a good example of transition play. Look how quick they're getting the ball forward. Um, it doesn't actually end up in a score. Well, look where they are already. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it ends up in a free. I'm not quite sure what the outcome is here because we did cut a little bit short. Yeah. But just that, that's frightening how quick they're able to get forward. Now, other times that leads to a score. But it's just that... that Ability to, I suppose, to use that phrase, transition from defence to attack yeah, so yeah. quickly. They've they've really developed that, I think, over the duration of those four championships. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, they're a very experienced outfit on this stage, you know, and uh, they have developed uh, a, a game plan uh, that that has served them well. Um, you know, you would say they're over defensive, they're well set up defensive, they're great defensive shape, and then they break. Uh, and if they if they can get if they can get a, a break on uh, a pace, uh, they're really really dangerous. But I'd say on Sunday they didn't get enough of that going really. Um, like they created very few goal chances. They had two goal chances in the game, uh, but they're not they're not creating any really two v one situations in the last couple of games. And really, you no know, a goal or two goals would open up daylight between themselves and the opposition. You know, uh, as much as to control the game, there's still only three points in it on the 26th minute. And who knows if Brendan was in full forward, the high ball came in, and the ball actually won. The high ball did go into the edge of the square, mm-hmm. if you recall, and it was it was it was bedlam in there for 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 five or six seconds, and it could have gone over the line. You know, uh, one of those, and the game is level. And for all the dominance, uh, you know, it's a dogfight end to the end. So, you know, I said they're not creating goal chances either. That's another thing for them to work on. But I'm sure uh, they have plenty of time to do that for the for the new for the uh, 2021 season. Absolutely. So um, when the game is in the melting pot, Mr. Holden comes on 
with uh, I think it was 15 minutes left and scores four points from play. Um, and we'll show some of those scores in the moment's time. They were fabulous scores. And for me, it just, you can tell by his demeanor, he had a point to prove. Because a lot of lads are wondering how he's not on this zero team. like, And yeah. he looked like a man on a mission when he came on. Yeah, look, uh, look, I'm glad you brought it up because obviously it's been a big talking point, you know. Uh, he was wearing red, so he was. Shane Kingston was wearing red for Cork on Sunday as well in Hurling. He came on as a sub for, for Cork against the Kenny and he turned the game around for, for Cork. You know, Colin did the same for Air Oak. Uh, sometimes the impact off the bench is massive and it's hugely important and I suppose the better teams with the stronger the stronger benches know this. Dublin are for renowned for it. They're, you're taking off a player, you're bringing on an all-star. You know, Aero take off a player to bring on a county player. He comes in, he kicks four colossal points, fantastic points. Uh, he's a beautiful footballer, beautiful balanced footballer. Uh, he's not just a skillful footballer, he's, he's, he can win dirty ball as well. Uh, this chap has it all. Uh, he's going to be very, very good for Aero, so he is. And as disappointing not as he would be, uh, sometimes, you you know, football and life are very similar. Uh, you get knocks and you have to take them on the chin and you've got to pick yourself up and make the most of it. Um, this is something I've always felt down the years, coaching a juvenile level where you have, you know, parents uh, who, who who aren't happy when their child isn't playing and they're, and, they're, and they're very vocal about it and they're upsetting the child. Instead of, taking the lesson uh, for the child and say, well, look at, you know, life is sometimes cruel. Sometimes things happen that shouldn't happen and you have to be able to deal with it. Uh, this is where you develop resilience, you know, and you like to see a player respond like Colin Hulton did on Sunday, came in and put four points on the, on the bar, over the bar. That's the, that's what he has to do. And he did it. And it was a huge part of the Aero victory was Colin coming on. Likewise, it's more to wear. Uh, yeah. So, you know, um, I've been in that situation uh, as a manager. I was on the team. Uh, a lot of talks was Adam uh, Column was the talk. Adam Murphy the fine game from Air Oak on Sunday. Very uh, well, yeah. Lied for him. Uh, he worked very. He worked his socks off, so he did. Um, he has a very good work rate. He gets around the park. Um, he may not be a, as much of a finisher as Column, but he brings other things to the game as well. It's getting the balance right in the team. And you know, every manager. I haven't met a manager yet to try to pick the team to lose. You know, they're always trying to pick the best thing they can on the day. And uh, I think you have to respect that. And uh, the proof of the pun is in the eating. They're all going one four in a row. Colin Hunter's come on and made a massive contribution. And just like Shane Kingston did and uh, for Cork. And uh, would either of them have made the same impact if they started again? No one knows. No one knows. So Very, very hard to say. And I suppose... Yeah. Yeah. He he has a very interesting story for those who, who don't know. And yeah. obviously Carl is a small place and, and they yeah. will know. But he would have been obviously an Aero underage player and then at 15 or 16, I think, maybe transferred to Bally One Kickhams and was on the Dublin Minor panel. Yeah. In around the same time, he scored one of the best goals I've ever seen in Crow Park for Carlos CBS when they won the All-Ireland. And in the last couple of years, he has come back to Aero and they were glad of it on Sunday. <laughs> Both of that oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Colin is across the Dr. Barter, you know, so... Uh, it's great to see him back playing in Carlo. Um, I remember Colin playing underage for Aero. He was a, a you know, fantastic prospect. You could see that in him, you know. But uh, his family have Dublin roots. Uh, they're proud Dublin people. And uh, he had ambitious to play for Dublin, uh, which is a great thing to see in anybody. You know, they had that, that expectation to try to go to that level. So I tried to serve back to Ballymun Kickhams. And 
he played quite a bit of football with Ballymoran. He was involved with a senior team for the last couple of years as well, you know. So, but I suppose the trial up and down was difficult for him, you know. And um, come back to Carlo, probably helped him, helped him because all the track was cut out. And he's blossoming, like he played really well for. Don't forget how well he played for Carlo in the championship. Hmm. Yeah, and he's gone. He's gone strong as well. In fairness to him, yeah, like he's he's after... man, you know, uh, it's a great future ahead of him, you know. And I hope he applies himself really well to it now. And um, there's a good management set up in there with the county team and. I think if he responds there, I think it will develop him further as a footballer, you know. Um, he's a huge, huge influence. Like, he's a two-footed player, so he's very brave, could win dirty ball, uh, and boy, can he score. I mean, they were top-class scores. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I will try to dig out a couple of them. The highlights are up on uh, Carlo Gia social media as well. They're on Twitter and on Facebook there. Uh, we uh, we had to dug out there earlier, so we have it here now again, actually. And uh, let's see what the scale is here so all right she's not playing there at the moment we'll, uh, is she playing on the screen there turtle no okay right we're in the wrong window so let's just pop out to the other window now how about now yep yeah okay so we're up and going and this is in the second half um again Iroh with a, a signal of intent and, and Ross Dunphy floats over another beauty actually he got three I think from play Ross had a very quiet game you could say on Sunday scored three points from play, three great points from play um, yeah so there's the third one we saw the first one earlier um, yeah. now Gannon here initially takes time over Hickey's probably generous enough to him and hurts the time he gets to Hickey but he wants to go direct I just don't the point Gannon doesn't waste any footballs he doesn't no. waste very simply gives away a ball this, this is a goal Cold chance, really, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was Jordan's second score from play. Yeah. Um, and this is where it is the first of Hulton scores in coming up here. So again, nice knee transition play. Paul McGill get at wing back over to Jordan Lowry at the other side. Morrissey again on to Mark Fury, man of the match. Yeah. All the way across here. Adam Murphy again involved. Very, very busy in fairness. Like I know we kind of touched on it already. Uh, back to Reese Neef. I'd say Ballinger tormented that uh, he didn't stay with him. <laughs> He's had to turn out with his career. But, like, that's a beauty. That is an absolute beauty. Like, shoulder, like, you know, a great score. So, this is actually Brendan Murphy's third point, I think, in response a couple of moments later. I don't know if this is the most um, flamboyant out of the four that he scored, but well worked nonetheless. He's calling for over the far side. We're scared. We're scoring. You know, I feel you need to do a bit more of this, you know. Um, but again, it requires Brendan to get far as well. Again, a very well taken score from the right hand side, right for the player. So Mark this is it delivers some fantastic ball inside the column, you know. Um, I suppose it had, it had opened up a little bit in the second half because I think he had to push out, and there was that more space there for column. Uh, and in fairness, he, he got a great supply of ball from from Morta. Another great kick pass from Morta. Yeah. <sighs> Possibly could have taken it back there, but Colin was like, no, nope, I'm on a mission here. And <laughs> it's a great score, in fairness, as it turns out. Um, we're going to have a look at a couple of these points from Brendan from an alternative angle, but this is absolutely incredible. The other angle is, is probably better, actually. Um, but we've seen this from him for years. As a minor, that was a trademark kick, actually, as he's fallen. Um, and this is Aerog's fairly clear-cut goal chance, which Carl Mullins probably should score, if I'm honest about it, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter at this point. Um, yeah. And he does go for it. You can, you can oh, he went for, no question, he went for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just so go. Yeah, yeah. Robbie came out, I suppose, when he took it for him. Yeah, there's some, great, some fine point scoring there, you know. Um, pity there wasn't a goal or two in the game, you know. The goals really add to a county final. Um, there, were, there were there were goal chances were short supply, really. Um 
Airog had two, Ratchville had Ratchville had two as well, probably, you know. Uh, took a point there, Brian Murphy took a point, I think, and the other one was that high ball into the square that was fumbled, and I think I think Benny had more than likely cleared it out, you know. Um so uh from an aero perspective said that, that leads a team in the game, you know, not to, you don't create those goal chances, you don't take a goal chance. Um that last few minutes, 26 points, 26 minutes, you know, running three points in it. And inevitably in those situations, you don't concede a goal, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because I know I've kind of mentioned that Aerog pushed on, but still there was only a couple of points in it. It was a, yeah. a funny type of thing where Aerog were, you know, you'd say they were on top, but they still weren't getting they weren't, yeah, far enough away. Like. like between themselves and, and, and that's really, yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, another thing there that, that an old, an old failing right really came back to haunt them a bit was discipline. Um, Five times the broad was brought on for that chatty referee. Five times, like you know, and there was a couple of scores off some of those. Airog had none, and um, it was a very disciplined performance from Airog, I'd have to say, in that regard. But uh, this has been something that yeah, that's let Rashford really down in the past is this back chatty referee. The referee is blown, and look at it's easy for me to pontificate here on, on a podcast. <laughs> I want to say I'm a different person, but uh. It, it 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 does let them down, you know. Uh, between that, missing your freeze, turning over the ball, there is the difference, like between, you know, winning a championship and not winning a championship. You know, if if I was out in Philly tonight and look back at the game, obviously you're, they've been good over the last few days, like. But when you do analyse the game, they were well in the game. Uh, it was their own mistakes that ultimately uh, possibly cost them, you know. Maybe winning this game. Um, yeah, they had they had plenty of possession, but they gave it too easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they worked hard on winning it, uh, but then they gave it away, gave it away too soft. So that's just something to work on, you know. And their discipline, as I say, um, I don't need to be as bad again in free kicks. It's just one of those days. Uh, there's a lot on a young man's shoulders to be kicking those frees from the, that distance, you know. And maybe they could have changed it a little bit sooner. Uh, we're going to even even try the short one, you know. But uh, as I say, it's easy to be wise and on the side and up on the on the on the on the uh, terrace. So let's have a look at Brendan's points because like they're they're worried this second angle. This is this is the first one, and uh, it's good little interplay has to be said. And, and Darren Murphy was busy enough from play too. Like he did go into a bit of ball and just wasn't much inroads to be to be had as the fella said. But this is unreal, actually. Like I mean. <laughs> Yeah. And that really settled him, like he just um, away at it, like you know, and over it goes, like you know. But look, he's been doing it for years, you know. We've we've seen him do it for for Club and County, and so this is uh, sorry not to interrupt, Carlo, but this is actually Raffili's second score, and I might actually pause it here. It's another kick out. So Robbie is the right hand out again. There's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight inside the the sixty five. Um, I think this could be a similar one to what I cut earlier. So you see, Reese Neef going short. Tone route was breaking to the side. Man, there, you know, I can see. Now that was supposed to go Tone route. In fairness, the idea was good, and I think if the execution was better, obviously he would have been getting onto that. There was a lot of pressure on the old players there. They, they had pushed up on them and, and that made it difficult for for Robbie, you know. And I'm just going to pause that there as well, or maybe just trickle it back because that's a very good move, right? Okay, it comes straight from the kick out, but look at this running off the shoulder, Connor Dyle coming from deep. Charges on. We mentioned this last week that as well as being a big unit, he has that bit of pace about him as well. Is and I like, think that's that's yeah. great when he's coming from wing back like that. That's probably the, the big advantage of having him play wing back, actually. Yeah, he has electrifying pace. He's a big fella. You know, he's probably got to be, you know, he's got to be midfield for Philly. You know, I would say, you know, they need it. They need, need his, his athleticism in midfield. Uh, 
he's a guy that needs um you know confidence to be confirmed you know and he needs to get into more of these situations and you know if he was to rack up two or three points in these games like his confidence will develop no end like you know because he's well capable of doing it you know uh when he gets up to full full steam like you wouldn't stop him like he'd be, he'd be he's very very quick there's a, there's a young guy he's very strong um Darren murphy um he cycles again look at that look yeah. falling over as well like i mean fury puts him under a fair bit of pressure there yeah 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 they're t- top class scores yeah they're top class scores you know yeah, this is this is the third one. Again, we've kind of highlighted already. It is a, a sweep and move, but it's the last one in particular, which we'll see in a moment's time that I was like, wow. Like, he's when you see from this angle, uh, the one coming up now after this, he's literally out on his feet because it is an injury time. And he's putting quite a shift. We know he's not fully right. So he actually starts this move, um, gets fouled, um, takes the free quickly, and then ends up getting it back here. Like, look at his demeanor off shot. He's, he's gone, like, in fairness though, right? So he ends up getting this pass back, nearly gets cleaned over. <laughs> in fairness, um, avoids that, and then just look at this. Like, that's a great angle. In fairness, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a quality score, and we know we know he's capable of that. Um, have we? Can I? Can I just ask you the question? Do you expect maybe to see him back in with the county, or is it just club stuff we're going to see him from now on? I don't know. I have no idea. I would hope he would be back in with the county. Um, he's still young enough to play county football. You know, he's. He's a few years left in yet, my opinion, you know. Um, it's in, it keeps us in fantastic shape. We need Brendan Murphy and anybody of that calibre in the county. You know, we need these young guys that are coming through, um, you know, committing to Carlo. Um, we need, we, we, you know, if you look at the profile, the age profile of the team, there's going to be, you know, in the next year or two, there's going to be a few players dropping out of that squad. And we need to start developing young lads pretty quickly as well. So um, you want everybody back in there. We're a small county. Uh, when you're at the the, the 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 far end of the scale or the, the, the coming in at the, at the younger end of the scale, we need lads in and committing to this, you know. And the likes of you know Kevin Murphy and maybe Darren Murphy and you know uh, Killian Redmond, guys like that, like who who I suppose are committed to other sports. Um, we'd really like to see them, you know, really giving football a go. Uh, because I think they could, they could, uh, they could have great careers ahead of them if they did that, and I think it would be very good for for Carlo football. It would indeed. All right. So, um, any last points on that game? There's two other things I want to talk to you about. Um, but any last points on this one? Well, look, I I think Arrow overall is in control of the game, and they got off a good start at that point. Same to start of the second half. Uh, never panicked. This is the experience. They don't panic. Um, they're very good possession of ball keep possession, working around, very patient, very disciplined. It was really disciplined performance. So I have to, have to admire their discipline uh, on the field. That was a very sporting game. There was no, there was no ranker in the game whatsoever. Uh, in actual fact, you could probably say, uh, Jim McGuinness had a very good article with this in the, the Irish Times there last weekend or the weekend before last there about how, I suppose, sanitised the game of football has become. Uh, there's no more hits in the game. like you know, And, and that's one thing maybe that... Uh, we need to be looking at that, you know, the game is becoming a little bit non-contact, really, you know. Um, so, uh, you love to see a bit of uh, blood and thunder in these games. I'm not saying dirt or anything like that, but, you know, full committed and um, a little bit more let go, really, the referees, really, you know, they're, they're, they're blowing the slightest contact has been blown, you know. Although, the one thing that isn't been blown, or has been blown wrong for me, is a player has been swarmed with three or four players. And he's blown for carrying when those players are swinging fists trying to dispossess him. Once you make physical contact with the player, if it's not a shoulder, uh, it's a foul. 
and the player in possession should get should get the advantage there, not the other way around. Um, there's nothing wrong with three or four players uh, standing up a player, standing around and preventing him from, from getting out. But once you start hammering into him, that's you're fouling the player, but nearly all referees are giving the free the other way. So I'm not going to. One of the things I'm not going to go into is proposals and stuff because uh, we're blowing the face and talking about this over the years. There's just there's, there's two gone in, and I, I'm just going to really quickly ask. I'm, I don't think you're going to be probably in favour of either of those. I know you would uh, different thoughts on it. it. It seems a bit bizarre. I think one of them is to pull the team or two out of and throw them into another province, kind of basically for want of a better phrase. Like um, so we won't go into it. You're not happy with the two proposals, I would say. Just no, leave it at that. No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. <laughs> going to get you know. <laughs> That's fine, and I don't want to go into it because I know your thoughts on them, and I know you wouldn't be happy with them. Uh, your old friend Broly, who I know you used to have a comment or two with, was on the GA Social recently. There, uh, great podcast actually. In fairness, and he made actually pretty good points. Uh, in fairness to him, um, about the, the tiers and stuff, and and how all in the final day would work with the three tiers in the final or whatever. But anyway, I'm not going to go into it. We'll say that for another day. We spoke about it enough. What I will ask you is this year's All-Ireland, of course, we have a bit of a delay now because there's an outbreak in Tyrone. We hope everyone is safe and well up there. Um, there's talks of Tyrone mightn't be actually in the, the championship. They might pull over like I know the game, as it stands, has been delayed. They were hoping for a two-week period. Yeah. They've been given a week. Um what what do you think? Like it's a it's a situation that inevitably was going to happen, and now it's happened near enough at the, the business end, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare scenario for Tyrone. Uh, if they're all put into it, I mean, if any intercounting gets that level, gets that stage of competition, has put a ferocious effort in, and they've made a massive commitment over a couple of years, really. You know, um, they were going really, really well as well. Now the preparation has been completely disrupted. You know, how how's the trend been last week and, and this week? You know, I mean, they're down numbers. Are they even training together collectively? Like, you know, so they have a legitimate uh, cause here, in my opinion. You know, and I think they should be given a second week because if any of those players had COVID, you could not expect them to turn up next Sunday and play the football. All right, say final. It just wouldn't physically be possible, you know. Um, so I have very, very much a lot of sympathy for Tyrone and I would grant them an extra week. Uh, if they can't play it then, I'm afraid it's bye-bye Tyrone. But I think a week is not sufficient. If players had COVID, and it's proven they had COVID, and it seems there were a lot more players had it after the last outbreak. Yeah. So who wins this All-Ireland then? For you, like? Kerry. Kerry. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything for change. <laughs> Yeah. And, and last but last but not least, can two Carlo teams win senior championships in the space of a week? <laughs> Hello, Greg Colin. How are you getting on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know, would you love to see them win the championship? Like they're knocking around a long time, nineteen sixty five, a long, long time, and it's a club with you know, it's great passion and it has a real siege mentality, obviously where it is, um great great tradition and you know, it'd be just reward for like Mark Timmons, who has soldiered for a long time for Club and County, being an outstanding servant for them, you know. Uh, you wouldn't begrudge it to them. Um, if every chance, it's they won't fear Port Arlington. Um, I think everybody had a hang up with Port Leash, but I don't think anybody would have the same hang up with Port Arlington. So I think it's I don't I haven't seen Port Arlington play, mind you, but I believe they're playing very well. But um I think you'd be fancying your chances if you were in that situation. Yeah, well, like to to give a little flavour, a lot of people obviously that follow this podcast will be keeping an eye on what's happening over the bridge and, and would be always keeping an eye on what's going on. So 
like Greg Cullen were written off by nearly everyone in that semi-final against Emo because Emo in fairness were absolutely flying it I actually seen him up here against Collision and they were absolutely flying it mm-hmm. um, and Greg weren't really given a chance and I sat down and watched that one there Friday on the live stream and um, in fairness like I think Greg were seven points to one up and were every bit you know the value of that um, mm-hmm. in the second quarter then Emo come back and and uh, got three goals Um Tim and showed great leadership, actually, in fairness to him. He, he came up from fullback. He had a tough task. He was marking Jack Owens, a big unit of a lad full forward for Emo. And he came up and, and scored a goal, actually. And then it was, I think it was, what, 1-9 to 3-2 at halftime. In the second half, then Greg did push on again. And uh, yeah, Ross, he was Ross going to see former Aero player. I was just going to say, every day is an Aero player got down close yeah. again, you know. It Another Aero yeah. player that played for him and, and made him look good, you know. So, come on, Ross. <laughs> And uh, and and on that actually, a uh, big big Birdie Ham was in full forward, and it was the most beautiful disguise of a tournament tackle I ever saw. He's literally kind of like a screen in basketball, yeah, yeah. And it just stopped the defender from coming up, but he was done so subtly as well. Um, so that's the way it was. Then in the other semi final, Port Arlington, who are the hot favourites, um, beat Ballyfin. Ballyfin were poor to be honest with you because they had two guys in there to go, Sean Moore and. Uh, Ricky, I don't think it's Ricky Quinlan. It's Ricky Quinlan, I think is how it's pronounced. And they kept trying to kick the ball in, but Port Arlington had flooded at the back, but they couldn't really penetrate. And maybe at times didn't have to go through the hands. Yeah, the Port Arlington are down. Sorry? What's the score? One, two. One, two. One, two. Yeah, they didn't score for the whole second half. Yes, obviously, if I'm senior championship, one, two. One. Yeah. yeah. It's poor. It's poor going. Like yeah. Port Arlington were without. Uh, three or four key players Paddy Sullivan being one who'd been on obviously at least county footballer so look it is going to be it's going to be a very good final I definitely changed my tune a little bit I thought Emo were going a bit Greg as well um, I think Port Arnold will have a battle on their hands and it'll be a good final and sure no doubt you'll probably have an eye on it will you? Yeah I'd like to see it actually Yeah, I would like to see that though yeah absolutely yeah, look I hope to do well I really do I hope to do very well um, it'd be great for the game um, you know it's something I often talked about and I think it would be something that would create a great lot of interest in football would be nearly kind of an all-town tournament. Eroga Hanrahan's, I was talking to a few years ago, Eroga Hanrahan's, Greg Cullen, uh, Asker would have been stronger at the time maybe, but you maybe could bring in Palatine and maybe Valerbrana uh, and you could have a, a, a tournament there based on Garner Town and it could be a cracker of a preparation for a championship. Um, there'd be a huge rivalry in it and I think it'd be great for all the clubs. Uh, you know, uh, I think it would be, it'd be a great advertisement for football and create a bit of interest and buzz around the town. So maybe one for the future. Uh, maybe indeed. Yeah. Listen, come here. Um, thanks a million for your time. Much appreciated. It's It's been really enjoyable the last two episodes. You have a six-week holiday now and uh, we might get you back again if you're interested or if we haven't oh, frightened you off. It's very expensive. You won't be informing next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, look, we will give a, a shout-out there to our sponsors. It is, of course, uh, uh, Rogue Vintage. You can see the website there on the screen, rogue-vintage.com. Uh, fantastic local business has to be said based out of Carlo specialising in the finest vintage clothing to suit everyone and don't forget again to check out the website don't forget to check us out on social media we are of course at the left wing back on both Twitter and Instagram we're on Facebook there as well and we will have this on Spotify Apple etc um, Turlough in terms of live streams are a little bit ropey I suppose there to start but uh, we got the grips with the old screen share haven't mastered it just yet but for a pilot initiative I think we're doing alright yeah, I think so I was the guinea pig yeah thanks very much <laughs> I couldn't think of a better guinea pig <laughs> <laughs> listen come here thanks a million it's been an absolute pleasure we'll chat to you again soon alright <laughs> look look <laughs>